Hello everyone and welcome to the FM show. I am of course your host Tony Jameson and at time of recording, checks watch, the beta or early access as it's also known of FM24 has not been made official but we reckon by the time this episode comes out, it's probably out. And if it's not, then it's definitely coming, okay? Because <laughs> it's Wednesday this one comes out, okay? Tuesday for Patreons, right? But you know what? It's not out yet, but it will be. And joining me for some FM24 chat is none other than our boys, RDF Tactics and producer Steve. How are we, fellas? Ah, uh, excited, but frustrated. Excited that FM24 is coming. Frustrated that it's not out yet. So that's, that's how I'm feeling. And yeah, obviously I just can't open FM23. So I'm just in the space where I'm just walking around thinking, what do I do with myself? What do I do with myself at the moment? So good yeah, things, that's... Good things come to those who wait though, Aaron. Yeah. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, <laughs> see, you know, Steve, Steve, how's your waiting coming on? Are you... Uh... <laughs> Well, as we all know, I'm very, very patient. So or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. FM23, I'm still not, not going there yet. But um, there are <laughs> things, actually, because one thing I haven't mentioned, too, with um, still playing FM22, actually, is that I still only have three subs. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. um, that, register- that rule changed. Weirdly, right, in Serie A, back when FM22 was made, obviously, it was still in- amongst um, the COVID pandemic. And mm-hmm. for a season, mm-hmm. I had five subs amazing yeah i was like this is like basketball great this completely changes how you build your <laughs> squad all the things that you can do and then it reverted the second season reverses to three but obviously in fm23 and obviously in the same for fm24 it'll be five subs so that is something yeah. i would be looking forward to and all the improvements that have been spoken about uh and that we're going to speak about in a second as well um i am i am sort of thinking god that is that would be better <laughs> it's just the sort of you know having played this fiorentina save for literally years now it's just the mm. attachment to the save more than fm22 itself that that keeps me there but um yeah we'll see we'll see i like that i like out, out of out of all the features that sports interactive <laughs> have dropped in the lead up to fm24 to get the wider football manager community and audience interested in fm24 all they had to do to get steve hooked as to go Five subs. You're like, oh, five? I've only got three now. What a game. <laughs> it's annoying because I can't tweak it. I don't think anyway, although maybe I can. If you know how to do that, let me know. But um, but yeah, so, um, <laughs> but no. But there has been some development actually in in, um, in terms of adapting Ooh. and evolving, which is again, which is why a longer term save is still so um, interesting because there has been a formation tweak, gents. <gasps> Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Swing so the this garage wide open. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as, as listeners and viewers of previous shows will, 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 may remember, um, generally speaking, I'd play a 4-3-3, but revolutionarily, it's now a 4-2-3-1. <laughs> Which in a lot of respects, I've basically made, the, made it from an isosceles triangle to a, no, to an isosceles triangle from a scaling triangle. Um Really stretching my B and GC mass there, everyone. But um, <laughs> but basically, I found that two of my best players that have recently purchased this whole reset um, are best suited in that attacking midfielder role, which is very specific for a double pivot midfield, right? Because you're sort of playing them as yeah. a striker. And so I'm um, basically 
switch it around that way, getting on the ball more and um, controlling games more too. And I don't, do you guys find as well mid season that you kind of have to, despite your fundamental principles, you do have to sort of do tweaks here or there like that. And that changes from yeah, season to season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's sometimes where you're like, you're so much on that hot form where it kind of just carries you through. But majority of the times, there's like a, it comes a point where things get a bit stale. Mm. Like you're not really creating much and mm-hmm. you're making those silly mistakes. Yeah. And sometimes, just, for me, it's about dialing it in. Sometimes it's actually removing stuff rather than completely changing it. I, sometimes I like to, so you've got this little intensity bar at the top right on the tactic screen. Mm. And then usually my tactics is bright red. It's <laughs> sort of thing. So when it gets, <laughs> so when it does get to like uh, January, December time, for me, it's about dialing things back. It could be take off counter attack or it could be just knocking the pressing. It depends what the issue is at that time. Sometimes as well, when it's not creating, it, it could just be that the counter attacking. Sometimes when I win the ball and I see everyone running forward, but no one's actually trying to create space to sort of, everyone's running forward towards goal rather than people moving to create space. And mm. I feel like a lot of the times just taking counter attack off actually helps a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the in the opposite actually. Whereas Aaron's all full <laughs> out, I, I tend to play. I tend to play balanced. So for me, if we're finding ourselves higher up the league than maybe we expect to yeah. be, I'm starting to push on a bit more because I'm now becoming the dominant team. So I've got to play on the front foot. Yeah, so yeah. I'll maybe be a bit more like, okay, come on, let's get that ball moving quicker because we can clearly do it. Or mm. maybe you look at a, tweaking a role. Possibly you've got someone who's a shallow striker. You might have to change them back to an attacking yeah. mid. Uh, yeah. on attack you might have to change like a, a, a deeper player uh maybe consider something like a volante or something so there's there's definitely tweaks i mean you know players form doesn't last forever as they say so you know there's going to be moments when occasionally someone comes in and they're not playing as well as they should have been doing or you've got mm. someone chomping at the bit uh on the bench and you're like actually i'm gonna put him in but he doesn't quite fit in that role so i've got to tweak <laughs> it ever so slightly and you know he might fit perfectly in the shape but he's not an inside forward maybe he's an inverted winger or you know so there's there's little bits yeah, and yeah. pieces that you gotta gotta look at and uh and also keeping players happy as well it's just remembering like you know, yeah how how long do you just keep players whinging for going look you know it's gonna be fine right it's gonna be fine you might not be playing too much now but eventually someone's gonna break their leg and you can have a go right? but if not go somewhere else that's fine but yeah. this is another question too actually because um as again listeners and viewers may remember or know i tend to send tony and aaron whatsapps when mm-hmm. my yeah. saves generally not going either going really well or really badly no in the <laughs> middle it's always like i hate this game or <laughs> look at me um and i just got through the sort of incredibly busy patch the sort of the the champions league last 16 and in Serie A, you have the Coppa italia double legged semi-final at literally mm-hmm. the same period so just got through that and looking at all your physical things and the players are absolutely you know high end injury risk absolutely knackered yeah then they're also complaining that the training is intense enough <laughs> and i'm just like yeah that's what do you what want was what was it one of the former hosts of the of this show's <laughs> former identity used to say our footballers just dicks and i think the answer <laughs> is yes <laughs> yeah i just yeah that message used to annoy me so much and sometimes as well, it's like, it's either quickness or strength. Uh, they usually complain about not getting enough quickness or getting enough strength in the training. And I'm just like, mate, I'm actually also being advised by sports scientists telling me that 
a heavy schedule at this period is not what is needed for these players. But then the players think otherwise. So, yeah. Who do you go with? The scientist or the player? But this is it. And I get to the point now. I get really... There's one guy, actually, on players being dicks. Avatars are players, <laughs> crucially. One guy, a promising young Portuguese centre-back um, called Francisco Moron, who I bought from mm. Porto for 30 million quid. It's quite a lot for 19, 20-year-olds. So he kind of had to work. And he has done. So he's now sort of like three and a half, four-star uh, centre-back. PSG want to buy him for sort of, looks like I'll get 70 odd million for him. And I'm going to sell him because even though, yeah, we'll play <laughs> even though, right, he could be the cornerstone of my defence and he's he's yeah. both-footed. Both so, and he can fill in at left-back too. And he's exactly the sort of defender that I want. He's got four and a half-star rather than five-star potential. Um, he's just a dick. Like, constantly, <laughs> constantly wanting to play when other player people play better than him. Mm-hmm. He's already right up there as one of the top earners in the league and he's asking in the squad, sorry, and he's asking for literally double his current wages. Um, I just can't and he's also got a contract so, still, like issue. for a number of three years. I'm just like it sounds like trouble. You need to get rid. You need to get yeah. rid. Yeah. Producer Steve does not stand for this sort of nonsense. That's what you need to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> just, it. it sounds like his um, ambition levels are very high. <laughs> That's mm. what it sounds like. Yeah, is he, he is he really temperamental or confrontational or something? It sounds <laughs> a bit I, I had a I had a Danish player at Crystal Palace. We loved him. It was, again, a new gen player. A guy called Anders Maxo. Uh, <laughs> Anders. Anders. Anders Maxo. I think it's possibly how you pronounce it in Danish. There'll be a lot of Danish people in the comments going, that's not how you say it. <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> but we had him in. And he was, a bra- he was amazing. He was amazing. But for the three years we had him, he at least missed one training session a year because he'd been out on the booze with his mates. And I'm just like, oh, mate, you're such a liability. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. Anders is possibly not the right way to say it. So I've been saying my middle name, or I could be saying my middle name wrong for about 30 it's, odd years. It's the, it's the Maxo <laughs> bit that I think I'm going to struggle with because written down oh, okay. is M-A-S-X-O with the, with the line through it. Uh, but if you've been saying your name, we've already we've already discussed this previously that you've got your own first name wrong. So your, your middle name wouldn't surprise me as well. <laughs> I've just been saying Anders. My name is Anders. I think I'll be, I'll be like, nah, man, I want to go by that name now. <laughs> we we can call you whatever you want. Change my name, yeah. I'm you want to be Andish? We can be Andish. If it's Andish, yeah, that sounds nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I should say as well, uh, my current save update, given the fact that I uh, rage quit and basically stormed <laughs> off into the world of Axis football. <laughs> uh, this week, I've been pumpkin picking with the family. So there you go. That's where I am in terms, of, in terms of football manager. So and it was lovely. It was really nice. We played yeah. uh, we played a four three three. If anyone's interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I've um, rarely been playing. FM twenty three. We shall speak about that. FM twenty three, have you? Because you, you little sneaky so and so, right? (laughs) Somebody, somebody on this podcast, no, not naming names until right now. Anders, um, Uh, Anders, got himself a little present, not just of a new name, but also. Yeah, Aaron, you got a little sneaky look and a bit of a early access to the alpha version of FM24, thanks to our friends obviously at Sports Interactive, and they let you make a video of it. Yes. And you know what? If you've not seen the video, by the way, everyone who's listening and watching the podcast, watch it. It is brilliant. Typical RDF tactics video. <laughs> it's well thought out. It's well produced. Aaron's having a great time. Aaron, <laughs> talk to us about positional play on FM24. What have you seen so far and what are you thinking about it? Ah, oh, it's real. I can't wait. It's what I just, I just can't wait for people to try it out. Um, so my video was based around positional play and the new roles and the tweaks and what has actually changed. Because it's not just so they have got new roles and 
some role tweaks as well. But I just feel the whole game has kind of changed and you feel it almost instantly. Like, so you play against, let's just say, a, a Brentford. And as soon as you start kickoff, they can start kickoff. As soon as they start moving the ball about, you start seeing players move. And it's just like, wow, sort of thing. So sort of before, so if Brentford and FM23, they could play a right inverted wing back, but you couldn't necessarily spot that without you having to see it on the screen, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's your report, your analyst after about 25 minutes is able to kind of tell you what roles the, um, the AI are using. But now you can just watch the game sort of thing. So like kick off and you see their right back. It's, it's almost instant. Their right back would just move into midfield and sit along next to their DM. And it's like, it's very simple. They're using an inverted wing back sort of thing. And then it becomes sort of a game. How can I exploit that sort of thing? But obviously it depends on your system. Your system might be tailored to the way that this is my set of way of playing and I'm keeping it like this. But I do feel now managers will be, football managers as in us, will be a lot more reactive to what we're seeing on the match engine, which is always a good thing. So though it's like a positional play and people just think it's a, it's a positive thing, like attacking football, but actually it could improve your defensive play by spotting certain things and then it just make you go back to your tactics creator and tweak little things as well. So it's very exciting. I, I can't wait for people to use the libero role as well. <laughs> your centre-back moving from centre-back to defensive midfield is just... Oh. It's hard to, like, I really want people to be excited about it because it's not just a role that they've said, we've got a new role sort of thing. It's like, we've got new roles, but everything is, I don't say everything. I don't want to put that out there, but things are working as it should be, as promised sort of thing. And also as well, the winger role. You can ask your winger to cut inside. He no longer, by default, runs wide with the ball. So you can sort of have that Saka hanging out on the touchline as soon as he gets the ball, whoop, 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 he cuts inside sort of thing. So there's lots of, lots of little tweaks like that, but it's been tweaked for almost, I'll say almost every role. Almost every role has seen some improvement. And again, shout out, by the way, to that point in the video when you do talk about the winger cutting inside, but also, ding, 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 forget another Arsenal <laughs> reference. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with Man City one, but because I've, I've used all of my Man City ones in the video. <laughs> Is it enough effort then, Aaron, for those people who don't necessarily play on comprehensive during the matches to the way that yeah. you tweet to say, if you didn't yeah. 100% do it now? Yeah. You will see it, like, even if you're using key highlights, you will see it. Right. The Brentford, if Brentford are, I keep using Brentford now, <laughs> if Brentford are attacking, sometimes you might just be focusing. So, what I like to do as well when I'm watching now, because it's a new game, so you're not really bothered about the results, I just like watching what they're doing. I'm just getting used to the game sort of thing. So, if they're attacking, if their right, right winger's got the ball, I'm also still looking at the left side of the pitch to kind of figure out what roles still are they using. If their left winger has stayed out, it's likely to be a winger role or if he starts to move inside and it's likely he's using an inverted role. And these things are now just a lot more easier to spot. It doesn't necessarily make the game easier because they can still do things that, for an example, build up with a three at the back, have two double pivots and that can just ruin your high press sort of thing. They can mm. just play through your press. So I wouldn't say it makes the game easier, but it's, it makes you feel like a manager. You can spot things and things are easier to spot and things are more defined and more exaggerated in a good way. In a good way, yeah. Excellent. Um, you know what? Like ev- everything I've seen, and there's lots of other stuff that's been made. <clears throat> yeah. About uh, the early early viewings of FM24. There's loads, loads of content around, so go and check out that as well. From from people who've made it, it does look really exciting. I'll be yeah. honest. I am. 
I've, I have closed the door on FM23 <laughs> and, I, and the door, I'm now, I'm now stood at the door going, like looking at the people for FM24 yeah. going, like, you know, like when you're waiting for the postman turning up and it's like, are they there? Yeah, are they there? Yeah. I feel a little bit like that. And like, I keep I checking think, me, me doorbell and it's, it's not them. It's like, you know, someone else. But. I think, I think them using positional play as a sort of to advertise it is kind of their way of saying like, look, people are smarter now. Like the players are smarter. So for an example, you could be using a 4-2-3-1. You don't have to, a lot of the times people used to use asymmetric tactics, kind of get a certain movement. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're using an asymmetric tactic in FM24, it, it has to be for a very, very specific reason. So now if you're using a 4-2-3-1, you can have your attack midfielder in the middle and have your Segundo Volante as a right-sided DM. So now the moment your Segundo Volante moves forward, your attacking midfielder in the middle is smart enough now to shift over to the left. And that means you're occupying the right half space, the left half space. You've got your two wingers and then obviously your striker in the middle. So your attacking midfielder doesn't just stand there in the middle while your Volante is moving on the right side of him. He's now going to shift. So it gives you... Players are moving in space and it allows you to kind of keep possession more better as well. That is so perfect, clever, isn't it? Perfect. That was one of my absolute bugbears of people who <laughs> use asymmetric tactics in yeah. FM22 and definitely FM23 yeah. using them because they didn't understand why they were using them. And now, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, because I, I had an asymmetric in FM22, I was really, really proud of it, and I had to explain it's a four two, if it's a four four two slash a four three three, it just yeah. looks weird. And I'm explaining all the reasons to why these yeah, players yeah, are yeah. asymmetric because their movement patterns in that match engine were very very specific but if they've now yeah, yeah, yeah. changed it to essentially catch up to that thinking yeah oh we're gonna have yeah. some we're gonna have some some uh some things to look forward to this year right oh, oh the halfback as well oh i, now, I remember i remember Trequin, so trequatista is probably the one person i've seen bang on about this for almost two years now so we like to replicate this ias tactic where frankie de Jong would be on the left side of the mid, uh pivot but mm-hmm. as Ajax move forward, he kind of fills in that left back or yeah. he receives the ball at left back as well. You could never do that in football manager because the halfback would just go in between the two centre backs. That's all mm-hmm. he ever wanted to do. Now it's actually very beautiful to see your halfback drop. So your left back goes forward and then your halfback comes and replaces the left back or he fills in that sort of gap as well. And it's again, it's one of those things that allows us to do things that we couldn't do previously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the main thing, the main bugbear. They must have watched so many tactic videos. And us trying to recreate tactics as well. Be like, oh yeah, so and so he play he plays with a back four, but then builds in the back three, which is something that you couldn't realistically do very well in FM23. I mean, you could always have a fullback on defend and one on attack. Technically, it's a back three because one's gone and the other stays, but mm. it wasn't as at defined enough as in one goes and then your whole back three shifts across to the now in the middle, mm. rather than your left back. He's on defence, but he's defending the left back area. Now he's going to defend the left side of the centre back. Your right side of the centre back shifts across and that sort of thing. And you can't, and then you have a nice shape and a nice balance. Not everything kind of lopsided. Mm. I tried that in in my Celtic save where I had the three at the back, but I had a wide centre back on the left, so the half back theoretically yeah. would have dropped in that space. But yeah, 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 wasn't yeah. always, wasn't always, <laughs> wasn't always. But anyway, yeah. that's that's all to look forward to. That is all to look forward to in FM twenty four. Okay, obviously, as we say, at time of recording, at time of release, we might be playing it now. We don't know. <laughs> Someone else, however, who is definitely going to be playing FM twenty four when the beta early access drops and the full game is David Batty. Not that one. Not that one we can <laughs> to add. Not former Leeds, Newcastle and Blackburn midfielder David Batty. 
Um, but basically, we put out a, a little thing on Twitter. We had a competition over on Twitter, or X as it's also known now, um, basically to, to retweet the tweet, follow the account, and we draw someone at random. Let us know who you're going to manage. Um, and we drew out David Batty. They're a, they're a Hartlepool fans. So they're going to be playing as Hartlepool. Uh, their code has been sent to them. We've already had a reply back, and they've got it. So they're very, very excited about FM24. They love the show as well. So up the pools. Uh, for this one and uh, congratulations to David Batty um, but yeah do of course do check us out on uh, social media because you never know things like that happen that's what you'll be keeping your eyes <laughs> for right absolutely okay uh, other comments we've got Steve we had a comment here about about coaching improvement yeah so obviously in last week's show we, we, we've been you know we're in this sort of stage where at the time of recording uh, available games for the wider uh, public of FN24 are not available. So we're talking about things we can't necessarily play yet. So it's that sort of <laughs> tippy-tapping along, you know, yeah, looking yeah. forward rather than actually doing. Um, last week, we touched a bit on coaching improvements basically being um, the same as player improvements. And we had a comment on our uh, episode 13 YouTube uh, page from Scott McClintock, 1447. I'm assuming that's not the date of birth because that's quite a long time ago. Um <laughs> Scott loves the idea of coaches improving. When you do a long-term save and a player retires, you can make him a coach. They might be awful, but now that they can develop is great. I love being hands-on with my backroom staff and getting my own team in. I agree with that, Scott. That is uh, really mm -hmm. quite exciting because it's almost like a sort of second life yeah. with those players that you love, then retire, and then you look at them and you go, well, I'm not going to hide. You're, you were great for me as a player. You are terrible as a coach <laughs> and, and as you say in previous versions the the, the possibility of them yeah you know the sort of room for improvement was a bit it sounds like not as developed as it will be in fm24 which is yeah just really exciting yeah for sure yeah, and of course, there's also as well the uh, the potential uh, addition of, of managerial rivalries as well, which again will develop as we go on. So that's again something else to look forward to. Um, Aaron, obviously, what you've uh, what you've seen actually, sorry, this is one of the the, the quotes here from the YouTube is uh, it says, "Love the concept of manager rivalries coming in on my FM23 save with Union Berlin, my under twenty one manager." Uh, got poached by Bayern Munich, then immediately led them to the title ahead of us. So this would have been perfect for a rivalry feature on FM24. So there you go. That's what we might have to look forward to. <laughs> and of course, Gibraltar. If you didn't watch last <laughs> week's episode. No. <laughs> we, will, um, we are going to get to that later in the show, unfortunately. But anyway, we've been... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just you know, go back and watch that. It's fantastic. But of course, remember, as we said, we, we've obviously, uh, we are here, there and everywhere. We've mentioned there that David won the uh, the game because they were following us on Twitter. You can do the very same. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, of course, and come and join the Discord. Tell us who you're going to manage and uh, find out all bits and pieces about the world of FM. Of course, it's the FM Show Pod on social media. Links, of course, below. And you can email us the FM Show Pod. That's the FM Show Pod at gmail.com. And if that's not enough, fellas, we also have a Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a way of supporting us as a podcast, if you can afford it. We always stress that, where you can sign up to become a member of the FM Show team. And we give you exclusive bonus content i've recently put my 
British Steel Challenge save files in there. So if anyone wants to go and uh, relive 25 years of TJ <laughs> sadness, you're more than welcome to do that. Because, <laughs> of course, they're compatible with FM24. So it's an FM23 save, but you can plug it in, yes. have a go. Uh, and see where you go from there. Uh, obviously, we've got early access to all these these weekly episodes, which, of course, are both video and audio. We've got bonus episodes that aren't going to be shown on YouTube. We've done one with FM Llama. Myself and Aaron have been talking about some save ideas, uh, potential community challenge thoughts this week as well. So there's loads of good stuff in there. Uh, the show we did at Insomnia Gaming Festival is on there. And, of course, there's a private Discord channel as well. You can sign up for as little as £3 a month to sign up visit patreon.com forward slash the fm show pod and become a member just like nevertheless did and james denson did now before i wrap this bit up i should mention as well there's a little part of patreon that says sign up for free you can but it does nothing i've, I've asked about this and it's just it's literally <laughs> a follow button so, <laughs> so if you sign up for that you're not getting the access wow. to the stuff but yeah you can press that button you're more than welcome to do so and um, of course you have to say thank you to everyone who has supported yes. us on Patreon, your support means the absolute world to us. We've got a live show coming up on Monday the 6th of November in Nottingham at the Canal House. It's part of the Nottingham Comedy Festival. If you're interested in coming to see the FM show live, seeing myself, seeing producer Steve, seeing RDF Tactics in person, then there's a ticket link in the description below. The tickets are priced at £5.00. Come and see the show. Come and hang out afterwards. We'll do a bit of a meet and greet. We'll do a bit of a chat. We'll talk FM. Bring your stories. Bring Matt Doughty if you can. But yeah, Monday the 6th of November, the Canal House in Nottingham, £5. Ticket link in the description below. Get your tickets. Come and hang out. It's going to be fantastic. Okay, so time to finish off the FM Commandments. If you want a little recap of what we started talking about last week, then go and have a listen to episode 13. Should say these are tongue-in-cheek, right? <laughs> they are not They are not set in stone. Remember, play the game exactly how you want to play the game. We just feel as though there should be some gen- some general guidelines, I think, for example. For example, okay, we uh, one of our one of our, uh, our, our sort of commandments from last week was no bragging if you've won with Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Man City, etc., etc., etc. Okay, uh, Stephen Franklin, 2259, has responded with a query of their own on YouTube that says, what about if you are 10 to 15 seasons in and you get offered the Real Madrid, PSG, Manchester City job and you take it and are then successful with him? Now, I've got my response. Mm-hmm. Has anyone got a response that is going to be very, very different to mine? Because <laughs> I think you can already tell what my view is going to be. I think I think the thing is, right, for example, let's just say, so I'm, what, 10 seasons into my Fiorentina save now. Mm. Um, and actually what's weird is that I've only had three job offers. Mm. The Italian national team have come for me twice. Mm. And Lazio in my second season. That's it. Mm. Which is interesting. Um, considering what I've achieved. No, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the, that's it. <laughs> um, but... I just feel like if you, you know, we've discussed this on the pod many iterations in the past, I think. If you do go for a Real Madrid or PSG, et cetera, it would just feel a bit hollow. There's nothing like, it's more kind of, rather than you shouldn't do this commandment, yeah. even though they're called commandments, it's more kind of like mm. advice. Because like, you'll just, you'll do it, 
and it will just feel a bit hollow, I think. Yeah. I know yeah, at the time it will feel and sound like a good idea. <laughs> the moment you step through the door, it's just like, oh yeah. yeah, it wasn't as what I thought it would be. Now to answer the question that like, I don't know. Like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if you're picking, I don't know if those are good ideas, the uh, examples, because Ramadres are very, very like their their history runs so far along. But mm. let's just say Man City, all mm. of a sudden, in your game, in your world, haven't won anything for 15 years. Then maybe that's sort of your you come in, you win stuff, and you're like, Yep, I did it. I did that sort of thing. Mm. Maybe you can do then, but I just think it depends what team it is. Because again, if Man United ain't won anything in 10 to 15 years, I still feel that they should be, sort of thing. So if I go and win something, it's like I've just done what I was supposed to do. I haven't done anything great. Mm. Actually, I'll probably be more happy and proud that I've got the job in the first place. Because I could have started somewhere in the lower leagues and now Manchester United's calling. I think that's mm. where my proud moment might come rather than winning something with Man United. It'll be I like, think, okay, I've, I've, that's my stage now, that's my level. I think like everything, it needs more context, doesn't it? Like Because yeah. if, cause as you say, Aaron, like say for example, you've started at the bottom, right? Yeah. You know, 15 yeah. years in and you get off the Real Madrid <laughs> job. Nice, Steve. Nice. <laughs> if, you're, if you're 15 years in and then Real Madrid come calling, hey, you've earned that. You've yeah. earned that. Yeah, yeah, of course, you're going to be expected to win. Of course you are. But you've earned that opportunity. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If you're 10 seasons in and you've been at Man City and then Real Madrid <laughs> offer you the job, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not Or even top 10. I would say yeah. like, that for it to feel like that, you would have to really start in the trenches. Like, it would really have to be low, low, low that you've started from mm. and then you've built your way up. Because even if I started at, no disrespect, at Aston Villa, I still feel like I'm in the elite stage and the, yeah. in the elite conversation already anyway even mm. championship possibly I think mm. I would have to start non-league without the coaching badges and then all of a sudden now I'm a pro coach and all that then I'll be like yeah I'm proud I've I mean, done you know, this I achieved maybe, this maybe you're doing the Mourinho style you know moving around Ancelotti thing where like you're sort of you're yeah. going into different nations and you're winning Champions Leagues and then the big yeah. clubs get off you. Then, then fine that absolutely makes sense <gasps> oh but if you're Oh, I because you, you mentioned Mourinho. Now, mm-hmm. if you walked in, mi- not even midway, because I think I don't, I don't think that would be possible. But let's say you walked in ten games, fifteen games already played, morale was low, and you've walked in and you've turned the ship around and you've won the league. Okay, okay, yeah, you, you, <laughs> lift, that, you lift that trophy. You oh, do like that. a big yeah, team yeah. rebuild, like a big team. Yeah, rebuild. but yeah, but in the but like actually. So you don't have the opportunity at the beginning to kind of get rid of players and the morale. Mm. You don't really have... So basically, you've got to work hard. You've got to change the morale around, turn the morale around, sorry. And that sort of thing. And you can't really... Yeah. Realistically, at Christmas, Real Madrid are going to be, what, the lowest third? That's not a rebuild, is it really? But if they're not, but if they're they're seventh or whatever, yeah, Yeah. if they're seventh and you've come in and you've turned it around, and you're at 15 points behind, and then, okay, then, yeah. Okay, fair, yeah. Play, fair <laughs> play. Um, You know what? I'll tell you one place where you can do something like this, okay? There's a little plug for me here, right, okay? Oh. <laughs> my, Brit- my British Steel save, right? Manchester United have been relegated three times into the championship, okay? So I'm not saying that you then expect to win because they, they came up and they went straight back down, they came up and they went straight back down. They're now no longer a five-star team. They're a four-star team. So it's still fairly easy. But you talk about morale being in the mud. You talk about teams not winning anything for a long time now. 
Okay, if you, see, get, if you get the Manchester United job in that circumstance, yeah, yeah, then yeah, that's a job. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. let's face it, Man City and Liverpool are still near the top with Arsenal <laughs> in that. So <laughs> even then, and I'm 25 seasons in, even then, like it's not you're not sort of like struggling. Liverpool have finished fourth, and you're like, yeah, okay. And what's yeah. your point? Like, <laughs> but also as well, like, like the point. Chelsea job, for example, mm. is a difficult job IRL right now. And in the FM24, it will also be a difficult FM24 job. FM24 will be as well, yeah. Yeah, I think it would, yeah, mm. yeah. You know. But imagine so you had the Frank Lampard case where you walked in and had that embargo. Again, these are like, these are like obviously the exceptions I think you can be proud of winning something at a yeah. big team. But if you're starting out game day one and you're at this big team and you've got these players at your disposal and you don't really have any issue or challenges, then yeah, I, I don't think you can. I think even also if you're as well, like, in... I mean, the Premier League's one thing, but like PSG and Real Madrid, the sort of specific example, Bayern's probably quite similar too, because in their specific yeah. leagues, mm. the, the financial disparity is just so massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially yeah. In, in Germany and in France, because PSG, it's embarrassing if you don't win Liga, to be completely <laughs> honest. Exactly. And we, Aaron and I spoke on, on the Patreon episode when we were coming up with ideas, like just speculating for, for community save ideas. We discounted League Earn straight away because of the PSG, yeah. uh, you know, behemoth. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, Watoza put in the Discord, like, really upset that that France was just negated straight away because <laughs> of that. So that shows you, it's not it's not necessarily anything personal against PSG. It's just the fact that if you, if you win, if you don't win the league, you've failed. Like, all you're aiming for is winning the Champions League in that yeah. sense. Like, it's yeah, physically yeah, impossible yeah, yeah. to not win the title. And that's without buying anybody. And you have all the money to buy everybody still. I think also the more the more interesting, and this is again to reiterate, it's completely subjective. But certainly from thinking about, you know, you have to manage in France. The more interesting one is to kind of get a like a Marseille or a Nice or a Lens or one of those teams to sort of like actually really fun in France would be Bordeaux because I think they're in league. Bordeaux's really huh? fun. Well, it's not really yeah. fun. It's horrible. We did it previously, yeah. uh, and a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my community don't like me for it. <laughs> <laughs> but now they've been relegated to Division Three. I think. That's it. Yeah, they're really good, yeah. aren't they? There's and this is rebuild. like a team that's won the, the championnat. That's not what it's yeah, called. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> Liga in, in the past couple of decades, you know, like 2008, mm. I think it was. Um, I think with League, League, and it was just the PSG that really kind of froze the save off. I don't know. It's very difficult, isn't it, to manage in League and with PSG mm. about because you could possibly win 36 games and they've won, <laughs> they've won 37 or won 36, yeah. but with a way better goal difference sort of thing. I've, I've tried League Un before. Yeah, I've tried League Un before and it's like, you're always in this battle that you're not even playing against PSG, but you're watching PSG. Yeah. And that I don't really get that in any other league because Premier League, it could be out of four or five different teams, including yourself. Mm. The same as League, uh, La Liga, Serie A. It, there could be like 10 teams. <laughs> yeah. League sort of thing. But I just feel like in League Un, when I was managing the League Un, I was Ren, a very good team. By mm. then, this was my uh, long-term save. I was a very good team, very good players. And I'm, I'm playing all these teams and then I'm always in later scores just checking PSG. And then a lot of times it's just ruined because they've scored within the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first five minutes is like, well, that's done, <laughs> sort of thing. And then now it makes your game, it just adds more pressure, unnecessary pressure on your game as well. I, like, I was really making decisions when PSG scored and my game's nil-nil at half time. To me now, that's not acceptable because PSG has already scored. They're in your head, but I yeah. haven't considered the fact that actually I'm playing Monaco away here. This could be a decent draw away from home, but yeah. that doesn't really cross your mind when the pressure's on from game one to win games because of PSG. It's sort of mm. how, because football manager is interesting with the Premier League, isn't it? Because it does 
become a lot more yeah. even. Whereas in recent seasons, IRL, Man City have just set an unbelievable standard yeah. that no one else really has matched apart from the Liverpool that one season or exceeded, sorry, that one season. Um, and in Football Manager, it is a lot more in, equal to pre- Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. And also, you know, like, if Liverpool have won their first 15, 16 games, they're going to drop off at some point sort of thing. Like, PS, not maybe not completely drop off, but they are going to start mm. dropping points. I mean, PSG will literally just keep going and just yeah. drop an odd point here and there, but just keep going after that. So, so I think, Steve, in answer to your question, we don't know, <laughs> really, is the... <laughs> Each case on its merits, I guess, which sort of seems fair. Right. Yeah. Um, so as you can see, last week's episode uh, created a little bit of, of, of questions. Um, I'm sure this week we'll go without a hitch as well. So um, I will start on the first one. Um, new commandment for this week. Thou shalt never turn off your computer when you're on a winning streak. <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> this is this is this is real. This is real people. And I remember having a stream as well where I just I literally told everyone I'm not turning off the computer. There's just no way we're turning off the computer. I just mm. left the computer on all night. Yeah. <laughs> it got that bad. Yeah, I, I maybe it's a superstition thing as well. It probably is a superstition, maybe or probably. Mm. But I, it's one of those things I just don't trust. If I'm out, if I'm on that run where everything is just going right. I can't. Sometimes I don't even turn the game off. I just leave the game on. So last time, like we checked my game, uh, my game time, how much, how long I've been playing the game, and it's just ridiculous amount of hours. And it's like, yeah, that's because it was on all night. <laughs> it was on literally for about ten hours. <laughs> been on holiday. It's been I literally yeah. been on holiday. Two weeks I left the computer on for. <laughs> yeah, it's just that wow. something. Sometimes it's just those runs. Where I'm just like, I'm not turning off the computer. And that, that's a real thing. Do you know, though, because I sometimes feel like after, actually, you know, last result I had was a 3-0 second leg last 16 win over Atletico Madrid, controlled the game, completely handled the second leg, which is at one all beautifully. Turned it all off. And I, I just that sort of buzz, that, you know, that sort of like, oh, that was the last result. That was lovely, you know. Um, I'm mainly more concerned about your electricity bill, if I'm completely honest. Just leaving <laughs> you, you know. There's also as well, before we go on to the next one, there's the flip side of this, and it's not it's not part of the commandments, but if you're not going to turn your computer off when when you're winning, how long do you keep your computer on when you're losing? Like mm. if for Aaron and myself, when we're streaming, yeah, do, you, do you turn that stream off if you're on a losing streak? Mm. At what point do you go like oh, just if I'm rage we'll, if there's a rage quit? If it's a rage quit, so my rage quits are usually within the first hour of a stream. <laughs> <laughs> First minute. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I do have to apologize because people are sub to me as well. Like they pay their money to watch me and I would rage quit a stream where I'm just like, I'm done. Turn it off. But I think people can appreciate that. Again, it's like sort of like, okay, he's he's a real person. He's not just a machine. He's just not going sit, to sit there and just sit through it when he's not enjoying it sort of thing. That, to be clear, this wouldn't happen on my watch. I'd make sure you stay. <laughs> it could actually yeah. make it worse. Yeah. But yeah, that people would know. Like sometimes I turn the game on and it's not going well. I've like there's games I've had I'm in my third game I'm like Rage I'm done I've had enough for today <laughs> and I just turn it off I'm like everyone I'm done I'll see you guys in the evening <laughs> just just for comparison for that there is there is times when I'll stream where if we're waiting for me to win we could be here for some time <laughs> we've all got things we need say, to do yeah. the next day <laughs> but so I was gonna say go. towards the end of a stream like if I'm chasing so I need to end a stream on a high note so I can't end with a disappointing result never and it's it it can literally be that Okay, one more game, one more game, and it's just playing that one more game to try and get that result. 
And then what usually happens with me as well, I get that result and I'm like, okay, I need to prove to myself it wasn't lucky. <laughs> no. That's thou shalt not just... turn off your computer on a win streak. <laughs> I think that's the danger, you know, as well, in terms of like chasing when you've lost it. You're like, right, I can fix this. I'll yeah, fix it. And yeah, you yeah, on, and yeah, you're in yeah, that headspace, yeah, you spiral yeah, yeah, down yeah. into like defeat, defeat, defeat. You're not really, you almost like blink it in. Mm. So in a way, yeah. weirdly, it should be like, sometimes just yeah. walk away. And then this happened, used to happen a lot in my younger days where it's just like, I've started a game at 7 p.m. And next time I look at the clock, it's like 4 a.m. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You should, should say as well that, that, that Sports Interactive do say there is no such thing as a look modifier, that if you turn the computer off when you restart it, it shouldn't theoretically stop your run of form. But we all know. We all know. <laughs> Do you we believe know. the science? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get the <laughs> FM conspiracy theory corner out next. It's going to be our new thing. <laughs> yeah. Someone FM say something else. Give theories. us a new commandment. Steve, what have you got? So, <laughs> the next one is, thou shalt not break your promises. Yes. I mean... What are, yeah, so Aaron agreeing straight away. Man of your word. Well, the... the... <laughs> Just because I'm fun. I'm not, it depends on the player for me. It depends on the player. If I like you, I'm keeping my promises. If you're just here to annoy me, like you're a Portuguese set back, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to break any promise I give to you just so I can get past this page. But I'm, I did, <laughs> I did put this on the list and it is don't, if you want to play, because I think the uh, original question, right, was ways of, to play football manager properly. So mm. I think that's what I responded to when I wrote that down. Mm. And it was, thou shalt not break your promises. If you are looking to play properly and you want to be that good man, manage, uh, man manager, then you really shouldn't be breaking your promises. And it kind of, if you can't handle your player moaning, I mean, that kind of says a, a kind of a lot about you as a manager sort of thing. It does have consequences. Like mm-hmm. breaking your promises does have consequences. It does. Because then like, does. the rest of the score will be like, well, we don't believe a word you said because you've broken, you know, because yeah. you said this to this guy. Why should I believe you? Yeah, yeah exactly. that does happen quite a lot on my saves, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's weird, right? and then that, And then every time talks- I go in a job interview, they're like, you haven't, you've like, you constantly have like players more. And I'm just like, yeah, it'll be different this time, though, honestly. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, because also, what's weird, right? I've got like good atmosphere and excellent atmosphere in the club, range between good and excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, player morale, too, and like bonds, like the way they regard me as a manager. But they also don't believe a word I say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love. I mean, this is absolutely going to age me, right? For anyone who's who's listening to the podcast, and not watching, right? This ages me very much, right? I feel like I'm Brian Clough, okay? Like I'm going in here and going, right? This is how we're doing it. If you don't like it, tough. Um, mm, yeah, and I'll tell you what I have to tell you sometimes. You go, yo, oh, Gaffer, can I play? Yeah, of course. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. But <laughs> close enough for the January transfer that we can boot him out when he kicks off again that he's not playing. I'm like, you're you're a one star goalkeeper and you want to take the greatest goalkeeper in the world's position. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely going to play lots, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sometimes I'm> sarcastically. <laughs> I think he actually genuinely explain who Brian Clough was, it's just in case some people don't know, you know? Oh, Brian Clough was the greatest manager of all time, by the way. He used to manage Nottingham <laughs> Forest. Uh, He used to play for Sunderland as well, but then uh, did his knee and had to retire early. Hmm. Um, Won two European Cups, I believe. Yeah, consecutively. So the two styles are not in Forest's shirt Mm -hmm. are because of him. So we mentioned Um, again, as a a club for a rebuild, Nottingham Forest, they used to be European champions. Uh, He also got to a European final, possibly Derby County, 
or at least semi semi they lost a the friend final. is derby fan who also plays fm so hello james there you go and so, he um he always talks about the in the 70s they got to the semi-final against real madrid and they were, were robbed apparently um but also with forest um clough got them promoted from the second division second tier of english football i think it's mm-hmm. called the first second division in those days because the first yeah. division was the top tier um mm-hmm. and then the season after so their promoted season they then won the league mm-hmm. so they won the equipment the premier league the season after so it'd be like a burnley from this season or a luton from yeah. this season winning the premier league um which is partly why he's held in such because even back then it was like a it a wasn't the done thing, thing do. was it and it very media savvy as well so yeah. like you know if you look at yeah. like how Mourinho was was when he first came into to english football very media savvy yeah klopp was as well when he first came into into english football so he had a bit of a persona about him and yeah, yeah. Go, go and look him up there's your homework for today go and look him up okay <laughs> yeah uh, brian clough uh yeah. next one the next one, thou shalt not fall in love with a lone player. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. Mm. Well, okay. FM, it might be a tad different. I only say that because it doesn't happen all the time, by the way. Sometimes when you do fall in love with a lone player, the the actual f- uh, feeder club, the main club, the mm. owner club, sometimes do put a nice valuation on that player. Mm-hmm. An achievable evaluation. So there was one time that I absolutely fell in love with someone at Everton, and I knew I shouldn't be falling in love. He played for Chelsea actually, and this is, yeah, just loan him, and I keep playing him. He's like he's just scoring so much goals, and it's that point of right, like, of right. I can see their asking price. I can't stop playing him because I need to. I need the goals. Yeah, yeah, but if I yeah. keep playing him, they either don't want to sell him no more, or that asking price is going to rise. Luckily, end of the season, the asking price was still there, and I was luckily able to activate it now. Because I was in his favourite club, he accepted me over many other clubs. Mm. So that is one way of it working out sort of thing. But maybe I was just lucky then because generally I don't think you should be falling in love with a lone player. You've got to know as well. You've got to know if it's a possibility. If, yeah. If, if yeah. it's like, okay, we're just one stop on the road for you to sort of suit yeah. them. Um, or like you're a club on the rise and they might yeah, rise yeah, with yeah. you. You might rise to their level. So I yeah, guess I was you just know say, going in what, it's, what kind of a loan that's going to be. I was going to say, so I was Everton taken from Chelsea, so same league, but, mm. and it was, it, was a, it was a player that Chelsea didn't need. But if I was Huddersfield, loaning a player, a young player from Chelsea, then it's going to be very unlikely <laughs> I'll be able to get that player. And then, yeah, do not fall in love with that player. But the thing is, though, is when the loans, <clears throat> when the loans changed in... FM twenty three, I think it was, yeah. and you weren't always guaranteed to get them straight yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah FM twenty two, yeah. you could you could go on a two year loan, yeah, three year yeah, loan. Some people talking yeah, about yeah. four year loans, but <laughs> in FM twenty three, this is when this one comes in though, and it really hits yeah, hard. Yeah. It really did hit hard. Yeah, you know you can't get them back again, and you're like, oh god, like yeah, yeah. If we just have one more season with him, and it's like, it's almost yeah. like sort of like <laughs> seeing what you could have won, just like he's perfect, he fits mm. in the position perfectly. Um. But I yeah, do feel yeah. in, I do feel in FM22 that made back to back to back promotions easy. So mm-hmm. I was Bristol City and I was just loaning the same player literally <laughs> from League Two or League One all the way to the Premier League. <laughs> it's just the same player because he's too good for the League One, too good for Championship. And by the time I get to the Premier League, he's actually Premier League quality sort of thing. And then we we speak about now the new changes in FM24, where he's a young player, but he's still not looking. Chelsea are not looking to play him because he's mm-hmm. not at that potential uh, current ability yet, which now is also going to be different in Football Manager 2024 because they are going to be more likely to play these young players that do have potentials to help them realise their potential. 
Mm. And it was those little those little things of like, oh, they want they want to change of environment for for the player now <gasps> as well. And that's like that's hard to take because you're like, that's body see, that one so not, like, yes. like, what should we change of environment? We've we've, we've built this want. guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one, that one is the only one that really doesn't make sense for me. So if yeah. I if I loaned the player and he didn't, it was, it was average. I get that. If I loaned the player, he's developed. He's grown. He's won all these personal awards. It's quite literally the best environment for him yeah, right he's now. He's clearly doing well in this environment. <laughs> why change it? Yes, why change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go and loan him to someone that only plays him for about five games out of 30, yeah? And you're just, they're just not shaking your head. Oh, what could have been? But by then, we've got over it with our new Nugent. <laughs> it's hard as well, though, because it the, it's the whole, you've got ready-made from a cohesion, from a tactical familiarity yeah. point of view as well, isn't it? So, like, you can yeah. go to the whole toggle, which says find similar players and help yeah. some degree. Green links. Green links are very important as well, I yeah. find. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's more, again, of a kind of, and these are all kind of more like, you yeah. know, these are our more kind of advice rather than, um, absolutely don't do this however the next one is 100% just don't do it because it's stupid okay They'll, so this is a, what you should do rather than shan't do initially thou shall let your best set piece taker take the set piece the relevant set piece not your favourite player <laughs> doesn't okay. matter like you know if, you know what you know it just just you're only you're only harming yourself and your team's prospects yeah, I, I feel really? someone's speaking to me because I've done that, especially penalties. <laughs> especially penalties. Yeah, penalties. I've come a cropper a few times. <laughs> <laughs> sort, of, sort of that advert situation, yeah. right? Lads, he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to take the penalty. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. Like, yeah. like dragging him off the penalty spot in the highlight going, don't let him take it. <laughs> but I do agree because yeah. there was times as well where I wanted players to get an assist. So I used to, you know, set piece uh, corners are pretty easy to score for manager, right? But you do notice there's a big drop off in performance, not necessarily match performance, but set piece performance when you just let any old person take it rather than an actual set piece taker because they've got things like technique, mm. corner taking attribute as well. And I also realized for free kicks in those wider areas, they are also using uh, the crossing attribute, not just the free kick mm. attribute as well. Ah. And yeah, things like penalties as well, composure, not composure. just penalty taking, yeah. especially when you're in a penalty so, shootout scenario. That guy so. that that needs a goal might not be scoring an open play because if he's low composure, now I've just put him on the penalty yeah. <laughs> under pressure. Mm. But even basic <laughs> stuff as well, like you know, your best right footer is is good in certain sections of the pitch. Yeah, but yeah. Your best yeah. left footer is better just because of the angles yeah. that you can create. So create, yeah, thing, yeah. And obviously with the FM. 24 set piece creator that's going to become so much more pertinent now because yeah. i'll be honest right i i let my players just feel it out on the game like i'm sometimes you just get someone who yeah. steps up and i fancy the free kick now go have a mm. go boom into the top corner like yeah all right cool yeah. you did it but <laughs> yeah. now if we've got to literally sit and work out okay i was gonna say a chance of you whipping that in or an, this... or an in swing or an out swinger then yeah, a bit more thought. This commandment is definitely, definitely mm. FM twenty four commandment. Mm. I mean, even it was it was before, but definitely more so now because there's no like, okay, everybody, we're just we're using set, uh, near post and far post because that's the strongest set piece routine on foot manager. Now mm. it's it does that doesn't matter. It's about your set piece creator, who you've got in certain areas and yeah. who's not. And yeah, so watch. Make sure you go and watch uh, other people's set piece videos as well, because they will be able to explain it better than I do. If I'm totally honest with everyone right now, 
in my my way of playing football manager, I just ask the assistant. That's a good thing. You don't have to do set pieces. You can mm. quite literally just ask someone else. Just, you do all of that, which is my yeah. sort of play. I'm not going to go into every game and be like, oh, okay, who's going to be the box player? Who's going to be the one attacking? Who's going to be the one standing on the edge sort of thing? But it is it, you really have to pick wisely on what you're doing. Don't just pick your favourite player taking a set piece because likely he might not even get it past the first man. Now, now, and we've, all, we've now. all shouted at players in real life for that. Because <laughs> he can't even be the first man. <laughs> I've never understood that. You're a professional footballer. You yes. take corners probably mm-hmm. every day in training. How could you yeah. not get it past the first man? Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't practice against players who are, who are the same height as humans and only just like kick them over little cones. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though because then when I did stand and take a corner I didn't get past the first spot I'm like oh come on I've taken I've taken corners a lot of times but you're a goalkeeper Aaron so that's yeah. fine right? they which don't is even kind of even worse because right? I know how to get now. the ball off the pitch yeah but they're off the floor, kicks sorry, off keeper now haven't they oh, let the centre yeah. back take it they can't be trusted yeah, 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 yeah right final one final one for today and it's the one that I stand proudly <laughs> to announce this, as, especially as the beat is just about to drop. <laughs> Thou shalt not fear the sack. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to us all, okay, it comes to us all, right? And I know I've said out loud that there's no managers who don't get sacked and someone will be, oh, well, I think you'll find, you know, that this manager hasn't been sacked ever. Like 99.9% of managers get sacked. Doesn't matter how good you are, yeah. you get sacked. It's part of the game. Let the story progress. <laughs> Just the end of one chapter. It's not the end of the whole story. It is horrible, though. It's Learn horrible. from it. Oh, it's, it's a horrible. horrible. It's a horrible feeling. It, for me, it was horrible. Like they gave you this like little bit of hope because you're like your pressing continues. Like it's got to be this day, and you press it again. It's like okay, it's got to be that day, <laughs> and it keeps giving you this little hope that like, actually you might be able to turn this around. And then yeah, you just get a message one day. Sat. It's just like it's legit. It's a Gut, like it's a bad gut feeling. Like your whole insides just drops when you get that message. Because oh, your your screen changes, right? Like the team badge is gone. Your your actual <laughs> promise is gone. It's horrible. And especially if you're if you're streaming it and oh. you're sat and everyone's everyone's waiting, going, he's going to get sacked. He's yeah, going to get sacked, sacked in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to style that one out and be like, yeah, all right. But you know what? Sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes it's the player's fault. Sometimes it is. No, no, sometimes it's my fault, <laughs> to be honest. You guys see, by the way, if uh, listeners as well, if you're looking for a, a sort of clip, you know those sort of clips that you watch that you just keep watching again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Again? The um, manager of Dorking, I want to say. Oh, yes. Uh, after an FA Cup round. Uh, <laughs> we're deep enough into the episode where the YouTube algorithms won't get me on this, but um, <laughs> uh, he was saying, I can't remember the name of the opposition, but he was basically saying, like, um, I want to congratulate them on you know progressing to the next round of the cup and they'll enjoy everything. Um, unlike my fucking shit players. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So good. So good. Sometimes you um, just gotta tell it like it is. Yeah. 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 Generally, he was like, you know, you know, I always make the effort of coaching staff and when it's our responsibility uh to take the to take the responsibility etc but this time my players were just fucking shit well I, <laughs> I said i said my british steel challenge finished because of you know the the players weren't good enough the tactic was wrong and the manager was wrong so therefore it's all three things and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, i do feel that yeah i get that i do watch you watch football I, okay it, i do feel that at boss actually because i'm barcelona I'm football manager you just feel like the players are good enough just to 
I want to play Tiki Taka and you lot are definitely good enough to do that sort of thing. Mm. So uh, yeah, at times I do feel because at real life, when watching real life and you see him players walking and stuff, like you should be chasing that ball. Like you're not winning this game. The manager's under pressure. You should be fighting and trying to win the ball there. I can't imagine how the manager feels. Just He's standing on the sideline, hands in his pockets. The centre-back's got the ball and the striker's just there just walking around sort of thing. No effort. And you're just thinking, man. And, you know, you get sacked and new manager walks in and that same striker all of a sudden turns into the best pressing forward out there. You know what? Well, actually, it's so interesting. It's why one of the things this episode, I think, a bit is like in FM both IRO is that kind of yeah, watching yeah. the game happen. So, for example, yeah, we're talking yeah. about comprehensive highlights, especially re- relevant in terms of FM24. I was thinking too in terms of part of the reason I did my formation change I mentioned earlier in the episode is that I was noticing by watching that we were either going long um, yeah. or just giving the ball away because there weren't enough angles and options in midfield. Made yeah, that slight yeah, tweak, yeah. just change the angles up. Also, crucially, when as subtle as the second midfielder was on attack, was too far forward, dropped them into support, just another sort of passing option. All of that is to say, I remember it with the Frank Lampard here at Chelsea, this recent one last season, IRL. You could just tell that they just weren't yeah. playing for him and he didn't yeah. know what the answer was. And it yeah. was just this dysfunctional. But you, you kind know. of feel for you kind of feel for them. So I'm not I wouldn't say I'm the greatest Frank Lampard uh fan. But no. there's sometimes you're just like, you just got to feel for the guy because this is clearly not what he's instructed the team to do. And they've just, yeah. And he, yeah. And, so, and he was the interim as well. So he's not in a position to start just berating That's players kind of and going mental he knows as well. he's not going to be there. They know he's yeah. not going to be there. You know? yeah, yeah, I did watch an interview with him speaking about it. It's quite actually eye-opener as well. It is quite mm. eye-opening. And mm. how managers, what managers go through as well behind on the yeah. sidelines. I'm looking forward for FM27 when your manager ages <laughs> and then feels fresher when they're sacked and they look a bit better. Just, you can see their face just like getting sadder and sadder. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, that is the commandments. Do, of course, feel free to fire more to us because that's not all there, is it? There's clearly going to be more and we're going to oh, yeah. find more as we go deeper into FM24. But the thing we're about to go deep into now, Steve is the mailbag and you've had a bit of a rummage around what have you got for us i have i've started off in the discord section of our of our uh mailbag and um now we leant towards it but then ran away earlier uh because enough of last episodes was dedicated to it but we have had correspondence with regards to the Gibraltar's league the league of gibraltar which is one of the new features on fm24 one of the new leagues added jord underscore 713 um writes hello friends enjoyed today's Gibraltar segment thank you George uh the league has played so actually clearly a bit of doesn't specify where this knowledge comes from but we'll from Gibraltar uh, we, from I'm <laughs> guessing from Gibraltar, Gibraltar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we actually haven't second source verified it actually so um according mm-hmm. to George um who doesn't give his expertise however thank you for writing in but we mentioned that the league of Gibraltar is played on one pitch as discussed and that is true and the pitch is actually 4G so that obviously helps from a kind of not being cut up thing but obviously you know, um, some questions around 4G pitches in terms of, you know, the, are they the best thing to play for players who play on? Um, and the games are played in the Gibraltar's League Thursday through Monday for scheduling reasons. Mm-hmm. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays are off. Um, and there's also a reserve league that uses the same pitch. So they are getting a lot out of that stadium. Um, 
which is a good use of money, I suppose. Uh, mm. The national team, there we go. So I mentioned the whole 4G pitch thing. The Gibraltar national team, of whom I think Danny Higginbottom, do you remember him? I don't mm. know if he's still playing for them, but became a Gibraltar international uh, relatively recently. So they're not allowed to use their own, that the, the national stadium of Gibraltar because UEFA requirements uh, don't allow 4G pitches. Therefore, uh, the Gibraltar's the national team playing southern Portugal um, which is interesting. <laughs> um, so here we go. So we mentioned the naming of the various teams uh, in the league. And most teams are named after estates in Gibraltar. Um, so Glacis, for example, and Mons Calpa are named after this. So sort of different regions. That's, mm. There we go. But there are some. Um, St. Joseph's is also an estate uh, on the territory of Gibraltar. But Manchester 62 was a Man United supporters group that then mm. became a club as part of the league. The most interesting so far, which you mentioned in the last episode, Tony, um, is FCB Magpies, formerly Bruno's Magpies, who originally made up of patrons of a local pub or bar on the island, on the rock. Uh, but they've now gone full time and they qualify for Europe this season. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it. That's my team. I'm going to be part of, of the Bruno Magpies. We should also say as well, by the way, that it was picked up that Gibraltar is not an island as well. That was also picked up. <clears throat> Could you imagine just playing with your pub mates and then two seasons <laughs> later you're just in Europa League <laughs> 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 that's the NFL what's the Europa League da, 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 da. that's the oh, yeah. da, 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 da. banging theme song by the way yeah I, think, yeah. I do think oh, it's better just... than the UCL 100% 100%, yeah. 100%. but <laughs> we also got a message from Mr. Tom 83 in the discord hi guys I'm Ben a Villa fan from Birmingham love the podcast and I've been playing FM since Champ Manager 2 with my favourite game Possibly uh, being 0102 with the legendary goal machine, Maxim Tsalgo. Is that how you pronounce it? Tsalgo. Tsalgo. There it is. Mm. There it is. Also very interesting, actually. I did. I was listening to Miles Jacobson at EGX and he was talking about polished uh, games. He said that Chapman was one of the best, uh, most polished games. And that FM24, it beats that. It beats that. But on the new yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so and and then so these are all crucially. Sorry to sort of uh, interrupt Aaron and do again yeah, on sorry, air production yeah. happening here, uh, ladies. <laughs> um, so these are from the section of the Discord uh, where you can introduce yourself as a listener and say what stage you're on that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they just thought some really nice ones. So that was um, uh, Ben. So he spoke about that and he's excited about the J League. And then um, there's also Andy, isn't there, Aaron? Yes, Andy the American. That, that's what he says. <laughs> that's what he says. I'm Andy <laughs> and I'm American. I've been listening to the podcast since roughly the beginning of the first iteration. I've only been playing FM and following soccer at all since 2021, but I have become entirely obsessed. Welcome to the gang. The main team I support is Wolves. Wow. <laughs> wow. Selected mostly, he, he picked them in 2021, though I'm keeping an eye on Wrexham and more recently Inter Miami as well. Not bad teams, to be fair. In my most recent FM save, I got Wrexham into the Champions League, but couldn't quite win any real silverware, though I did win the Carabao Cup. In FM24, I'm thinking I might try and build a nation save, likely in Wales, though I haven't fully committed yet. I also intend to bring back my short-lived podcast for FM24 and that will be focused on entirely objective free journey person save. I'm just going to start unemployed without badges and see how it goes. Andy, good luck, my friend. Mm, that's so interesting mm. in terms of like only getting into to football soccer yeah. for two years ago. Because like wonder... having 
you know, having been part of it my entire life, literally since I was a kid. So it's sort of the only primary sport of my life sort of thing. It's, but again, we are, yeah. there is obviously, you know, a lot of that. And, and what's really yeah. interesting is, is seeing people, particularly from different parts of the world, mm. just picking random teams. Like and just yeah. not not going with, a, the, with the top six teams and going like wolves. Like I mean, that threw do you know me what off. I mean? There's a lot of people wouldn't go straight for wolves. Yeah. Uh, so fair play, fair play, and a build a yeah. nation Wales. I love the idea of that save. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it overthrow really TNS idea. and you've got amateur clubs and everything. Like, yeah, have a go with that, Andy. Very, I'm on board. There you go. And anyway, another one from, final one from our Discord, I should say. Um, you will not be surprised when you hear this, why I've dug this one out from Nitan. <laughs> um, so Nitan, uh, and there's another section in Discord on the channel that you can t- tell us about your saves, um, which yeah. is a lovely sort of um, bit to hear because it gives us ideas as well um, to, to, to talk about for, with everyone. So thank you for them. So Nitan uh, has just finished a season and a half at Lazio. It's Serie A chat, baby. Yeah, um, so first uh, sort of six months, pretty decent. Um, and then a bad bit in March, which cost them a place in Europe. Uh, and in turn, one of the best players wanted to leave because they didn't get European football. Oh, I understand. You. That, that, they, and, and it's a save like that where you're pushing and you've got your best players. You kind of know that you've got them for like one season. It has to be at least Champions League or they're gone. Right? Yeah. So need to know yeah. you're paying in that respect. Um, going into Nitan's first full season, they sold 10 of their best players. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about... The <laughs> 10 of the best ones? Oh, she's left the goalkeeper. <laughs> just, this is still the first time I've ever secured the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> the other but, 11 players are going, are we the rubbish ones? The... <laughs> <laughs> but £238 million. Which still is only about twenty-three million pounds per player when you're selling that many. But there we go. Average. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right. bought in seven players, so we're partly trimming the squad down as well, which makes sense. Um, for around seventy million, so you've still got a lot of money in the bank there, assuming mm. you know you've repla- replaced as well as you could. So with this completely new team, essentially started off well in the first seven games, unbeaten, which is good, but mm. then became very inconsistent. Um, First 11 is sort of borderline good enough. Backup squad players are young and just not good enough for what the board are expecting. So despite all of this, though, mm-hmm. they've managed to scra- scrape into the top four in the Champions League, which when you consider that amount of turnover and churn, and you consider mm. in Italy you've got a, you know, you've got Inter, Milan, yeah. and Juventus kind of always there, there or thereabouts. And then other teams like Atalanta, uh, Napoli, Fiorentina, etc. Two for Nap- and Roma as well. For mm-hmm. Lazio to have done that is very good. So, the next season might be their last because the board want them to challenge for the title. <coughs> Duh. Wow. Uh, so, unless they give me 100 million, 500 million pounds, that's not going to happen. Um, so, this, and, and then Nitem points out they need to start to be brave and buying for the here and now, not players are two to four years down the line, <laughs> which is tricky. Because a team like Lazio are a great example of a kind of mm. building. It's... You can't compete and get your 50 million pound players like the, like, uh, you know, Juve or whatever can in that league. But then if you're no, going to challenge the title, I would say that is an opportunity to negotiate and be like, absolutely not, or give me all the money. Yeah. But I was yeah. going to say, when you said, yeah, when you said, in my opinion, if they don't want to stay, they can go and I bought in seven players for around 70 million. From there, I was like, if there's a but to this, that is definitely the reason why. Now, I've got this bad habit of selling really good players 
and plugging them in with players that can develop into good players rather than buying yeah. players that with a similar sort of caliber. I've got that very bad. So it does mm. sound very nice as well. Like, oh yeah, I've made 300 million. I only spent 50 million, but <laughs> at what cost? Yeah, <laughs> what you need to look at as well is look at the amount of, and we've mentioned this on pod before, the amount of transfer revenue you retain so yeah, they may mm-hmm. have they may have sold two hundred and thirty eight million pounds worth of players, but the fact that they're only signing seventy million, maybe they haven't been given all that money, and yeah. that could be an issue because if they're expecting you to challenge the title, then you are going to need those funds, and you can structure those transfers as well as you can, like you know monthly installments, bonuses, sell on fees, all that good stuff, but. I'm guilty of that as well, Nitan. I don't buy players for the here and now. I'm very much, I have my eyes two <laughs> or three years in the future. I feel like, I feel like that those players can sometimes be overpriced and I will often end up buying someone who is kind of, as Aaron says, I there, think will be good enough, but not, will not just replace straight away. And, so, yeah. yeah. And there's I'm also another few. There's a few things as well. Like, though you did start off actually, you started pretty well, seven games unbeaten. But it's just like, even that, I don't think you, it's designed. I don't say the game's not designed, but because you play it how you want to play it. But I don't think it's really designed for you to be bringing in seven players because then you also got to think about players uh, having to learn the language. Mm-hmm. How many foreign players are you bringing in? So I, <laughs> I like I like using my old old saves. Again, I ever, and we had this thing where I bought this Croatian left back. And then I, I was like, what happens if I bought a Croatian left winger? And then what you would notice that the links happen very, fairly quickly yeah. it just gives you that sense of mind but then after a while they're, they're both learning English at the same time and this is what we just kept doing this is like if I wouldn't bring in one Italian or it's not just going to be him that can just speak one language this could be an Italian but I'm also checking other languages because he could maybe already speaks English but he could also speak Spanish which 60-70% of the other the players speak Spanish as well so there are little things like that but if you're just bringing in if you're just bringing in a Brazilian and then you're bringing in a Norwegian and then you're bringing in a French player in and that is where things can get a bit messy. Well, again, the game prompts you for those sorts of things. I know some people don't yeah. do press conferences, but when you sign a player, there is little questions that pop up. Going, yeah. Will yeah. you be considering bringing in someone else to help them yeah, sell? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what? That someone else could be a member of staff, Steve. If you've got a yeah. member of staff who can speak a lot of languages, yeah. that could help as well. So again, think of that overall Squad dynamic. It's mm. not just 11 players. You are an entire football team. Now, Aaron, we're talking about an entire football team. Let's talk about an entire nation. Yes. So uh, we did mention about build a nation in Wales. Someone else did. We did a poll on episode 10. Make sure you go back and listen to that one as well if you missed out. After speaking to second yellow card about building a nation amongst others. So yeah. we did a poll and obviously, so we did a poll, build a nation and we've got a few teams there, we've, uh, a few leagues, sorry, a few nations, Scotland, Wales, Sweden, Czech Republic, Romania and Indonesia. And anyone want to take any guesses which nation come out first? Well, I voted for Indonesia because I've done <laughs> <laughs> Viewers as well, viewers as well, just answer this in your head before we pop stick down. A comment, stick a comment down right right now, mm. right? What, what do you think? What yeah. do you think? Steve, where are you going with this one? I quite like the Scotland, actually. See, I, 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 was, I was close to doing the Czech Republic as part of my save, so I kind of want Czech to be the right answer. Kind of bring back that sort of <laughs> 90s glory 
era, you know, the sort of Lots Pukowski, of wonder kids in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, if yeah. I was voting, I would have probably went with Romania. I did Romania. There's quite a few derbies and rivals in there as well. So you get some decent storylines in Romania. But mm. the nation that won this poll was Sweden with 35.1%. Mm. Scandinavia Wonder Kids FC. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember the first, I'm trying to remember the top, top division. I remember managing in the second division in Sweden. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. The stadiums were fairly empty. That, that's like, I, for some reason, that is one thing that I just can remember about managing that league. That just empty stadiums. Just I like Scandinavian football and I like Scandinavian football and football manager as well. And because you know, because the thing is, right, like for Build a Nation especially, and again, like we've, we've spoken a little bit about that, and we'll be speaking a lot more, obviously, because I'm doing a, a Build a Nation save in FM24 as well. But mm. winning the league is one thing, okay? You can be dominant in the league, but it's winning in Europe that's the real thing, okay? Now, that's the real, real trouble. And in Sweden, your players are going to get poached by the Premier League very quickly. And Serie yeah. A are going to look at your players very quickly. So yeah. it's about getting those players in, getting them up to a decent value, getting them sold off, and then reinvesting that money. Now, that's how you would do it in a normal save. But in a builder nation, you want to kind of keep them all in Sweden. So you've got to get yeah. good quick <laughs> to keep yeah. those players there. Otherwise, they're yeah. instantly going to be going, I'd like to play for AC Milan. Thank you very much. And you're like, but, <laughs> but, but yeah. how? Like, you're, you're at Helmstadt. Why would you want to leave? Like, mm. you know, so... Good good and sort of rich. So what I used to do as well is, okay, this youngster's clearly good. At the moment, nobody wants him. Just offer him a new contract. Just feed off that interest. <laughs> Try and fight off that interest for the next six months. Six months again comes. Later, I'll do the exact same thing. <laughs> Just <laughs> offer them. Sometimes you might be lucky. I think this determines on the player's personality. Sometimes you're lucky where the player doesn't necessarily ask for much money more sometimes none at all sometimes they will quite literally just accept your contract with more years on it but sometimes yeah if you're offering a player that's on form a new contract every six months sometimes they could be asking for about five to ten grand more and let's Mm. not forget that of course sweden has the home for kim kallstrom so that is as good a reason as any Uh, actually tony i think it's like show show actually uh actually uh sorry (laughs) 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 but you know this is like you know look we we look i I can wax lyrical about managing in scandinavia all day long but you've all got places to go yeah things to do (laughs) we reckon fm24 is already out now anyway so you'll probably be (laughs) um so what we need to work out is right okay obviously that's that's the end of the episode that's the end of so i think we've had a good one today um Mm. if you want to respond and react to any of those commandments of course get in touch via social media if you want to let us know how your saves are getting on it's tiktok twitter instagram facebook youtube comments of course and join the discord it is the fm show pod longer correspondence steve send us emails emails to the fm show pod at gmail.com that is the fm show pod at gmail.com remember of course the live show is happening on the 6th of November as well. Come and see us in Nottingham. The links to the tickets are below. Thank you, as always, for the episode hosted by myself, Tony Jameson. My co-host was Aaron Falloon, a.k.a. RDF Tactics. Our producer is producer Steve Hankey. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. <laughs>